1: Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, uh, Dr. Janine and I... Uh, are here. I'm Dr. Jim. I'm Dr. Jeanine, and, and we have with us uh, the distinguished guest, Dr. Stephanie Seneff. We've had her before. We talked about glyphosate uh, some months or so ago, uh, but we we invited her back tonight. We want to devote the whole hour to kind of all of our passions here, and that is the statin drugs. Uh, Dr. Seneff is a senior research scientist at MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab in Cambridge. And just, you know, a wonderful speaker. Uh, her interests are so much coinciding with what we do and how we feel. And, and she's published some, you know, like 18 peer-reviewed journal papers over the past three years on, on various topics. And, and one of her big passions is statin drugs. And so, Dr. Senif, thank you for being with us tonight.
3: I'm delighted to be here again. It's Wonderful. wonderful.
2: We won't tell the folks where you are. Uh, <laughs> that would not be. nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh needless to say, Dr. Senef, we we are um, I think we're all of like minds here on this end uh, about the the statins and the problems and so on with them and and the gross misinformation or disinformation about them. So where would we like to start? Let me ask you that.
3: Yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, my own journey has been very interesting because eight years ago, my husband was surprisingly diagnosed with heart disease. We had no clue before that. Rushed into the hospital, stent was inserted, mm-hmm. high-dose statin, rest of his life, no questions asked, you know. The oh. doctor was oh, like, yeah. I won't be your doctor anymore if you don't continue to do this for the rest of your life. And uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, I start, immediately started studying the statins. Um, he immediately started suffering from side effects. And I just, uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is just so horrible what's happening. And I began to realize a much bigger story. Just not just my husband being poisoned, but the entire, I mean, it's amazing. I think it's 25% of adults over 50 or something are on statins. It's incredible.
2: Uh, It's probably even higher than that. And
4: and the bad thing is, you know, some of the new things are coming out with are trying to put the kids on the statins as well.
3: I hate that. I am so shocked that they would even consider doing that with the issues of cholesterol's importance in developing the brain and and the teenagers going through. I mean, I can't imagine a teenager on statins. I can't think of anything worse, you know,
2: Uh, with the issue of
3: of the uh, importance of cholesterol to so many uh, functions in the body. It's just amazing that they have, and it just makes me so sad when I hear about people saying, oh, my cholesterol, they're so worried about their cholesterol level, it's too high. You know, cholesterol is so so important for your health. It's not a disease-generating molecule. You know, it's a health. It's it's essential for the well-being of your body.
0: Certainly, and is. it
3: just shocks me that people are so obsessed. You know, oh, I got to get my cholesterol. Oh, my cholesterol. I got. I got to... They're also. Oh, my doctor says I have to take statins. It's just so crazy. You know, it's just crazy.
2: It really is. Of course,
3: is. it's all about the money. I mean, they're making huge amounts of money, and they've managed. Huge. to... Find a way to tell a story that sounds very straightforward, and then people get so terrified. Oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. I have to take this statin drug. It's such a simple story, and and people buy it, you know? It's and one of the
4: things that I guess we've always, you know, looked at is the statistic that says half of all people that have heart attacks have normal cholesterol.
3: I know. I know. And, in fact, there's very poor correlation. When you look over time, and I've done this, CDC hospital discharge data, you can, you know, they, they report what, um, what conditions they had while they were in the hospital you can just count the statistics and you will see that actually heart attack is going down over time and mm-hmm. ldl high serum ldl is going up dramatically over time so there's absolutely no correlation between the relationship between ldl and heart attack
1: right you know yeah it, you it, know even not all I mean, the it's studies it's crazy
3: that to say ldl causes a heart attack when they're not correlated
2: right all all the studies that they tend to quote you know the the framingham study uh, that has been dismal uh, for them because it, it really, some of the data that's come out over the years and the Mr. Fit, uh, you know, all the static uh, stats that came out of that, just, just don't point to it. I mean, it's like, whoa, this doesn't add
1: up.
3: Yeah, there's plenty of other things that are much more highly correlated with heart attack than than oh, yes. It's just because they have a way to knock it down that they want to make you believe that that's how you're going to fix your heart disease problem. And the sad thing is you're actually making your heart worse because by depriving your heart of that cholesterol because you're knocking out the liver's ability to make it, you're actually causing heart failure. You're going to get heart valve problems. You're going to get arrhythmias. You're going to get your heart's not going to be able to beat, you know. You're going to get congestive heart failure. I mean, these things are happening epidemically right now probably because of this massive prescription of statin drugs.
4: Especially the congestive heart failure. The rate on that going up is great. Uh, I know. It's It's so scary. It's
3: so expensive, too. If somebody has that, I mean, that's just a tremendous amount of care. You're basically stuck in bed, as far as I understand it. And your prognosis is really bad. And if you've got high cholesterol and you have heart failure, you're better off than the guy who doesn't have high cholesterol.
4: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things now. You know, we, we all we all know the the side effects of the statin drugs, but that's one of the big things we want to talk about is some of the side effects of the statin drugs and what it oh does do to you.
3: It's such an incredible list, and I actually like to say it this way: statins make you grow older faster, and Very fast. um, and it really makes sense to say that when you look at the side effects that have been shown. And I've got uh, you know a huge number of papers on my computer. I've been gathering all this research literature on various studies that have shown various links between statin drugs and all these different side effects. And I can give you quite a list. And we can start with some of the obvious things that you think of with aging, like cataracts, hair loss, hearing loss, arthritis. You know, these things are all linked to statin drugs. And also Mm -hmm. um, um, diabetes, you know, heart Mm -hmm. failure,
5: um,
3: neuropathy. Neuropathy is hugely linked. I I found Mm -hmm. a paper that showed 12-fold increased risk to neuropathy if you had you know, been taking statins for the last several years, 12-fold increase. I mean, it's incredible that people put up with all this pain. Of course, muscle damage, muscle weakness, muscle pain, and there's a shocking uh, effect. And I have had people contact me through email who tell me about, they say, you know, I was taking this statin, I developed this um, muscle failure, basically, that I could be mm-hmm. practically in a wheelchair because my muscles weren't working anymore. And even when I quit the statins, it didn't go away. And I'm getting lots of people sending me email about this story. I just saw a uh, web—I think it was um, WebMD—article a couple days ago um, about a study um, which which clearly linked statins to this uh, really scary necropathy. I mean, it's basically the muscles are dying in such a way that they aren't even able to do a programmed cell death. So normally, a muscle cell, any cell if it recognizes, oh, my God, I'm in trouble, I've got to die, you know, I can't. I don't have enough ATP, I've got to die. And they send out signals, and then macrophages come in, and macrophages sort of orchestrate what you could call like a computer shutdown. You know, it's a programmed right. cell death that's going to be done very carefully to make sure that that cell doesn't just break open and release all kinds of toxic stuff into the environment, you know? Right. That whole process breaks down in the presence of statin drugs. It's really shocking. I, um, and so this article talks about this uh, situation where people are getting an autoimmune disease where their body actually attacks coenzyme uh, Q-tem redux, coenzyme A reductase, which is the uh, enzyme that, you know, HMG coenzyme A reductase, that's the enzyme mm-hmm. that statin drugs suppress. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening is that the, as the enzyme's getting bound to a statin drug and the body recognizes that complex as a toxic chemical because a statin is a toxic chemical, and then the body mistakes the part that's the, co- that's the enzyme as the bad part and ends up having an autoimmune reaction to it so that even when you take away the statin drug, your body's still attacking it, you know? Your body's right. attacking this protein because it's toxic, and it's toxic because it's bound to statin, but they don't, the body doesn't realize that subtlety, and you end up killing your muscle's ability to make cholesterol, which in turn is going to kill your muscle. And so you've got all this muscle debris, and it can cause things like rhabdomyolysis because the debris can get into the kidneys and destroy them. I mean, it's just hideous. And, of course, your muscles can't work. It's really hideous. And it's a very small percentage of the people who um, take statins, but who would want that, you know?
2: Right. You know, and something to think about, you know, when you talked about the rhabdo and so on, uh, you know, people don't realize that, you know, they talk about old muscle damage. Well, you know, my muscles are weak, my legs are weak or whatever. Your heart is the number one muscle I in know. your body. It's and
3: it's really doing depressing. the
2: same thing to it.
3: It's so easy to think if my, if my muscles aren't working, maybe my heart's not working too.
2: Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and
3: exactly. so, how they can think this is good for their heart is just beyond my belief. <laughs> I don't understand how people can be convinced they should take this thing to protect their heart when it's ruining their muscles. You know? Exactly. It's amazing.
2: It truly is. You know, especially when you, you think about, and you mentioned, you know, the, the, uh, congestive heart failure, and we're seeing a huge, we have a huge number of these people walk in our, our, uh, uh, our clinic every day. And it's yeah. amazing at the number of them that are, I mean, every one of them to the person is going to be on a statin drug.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's,
2: Regardless. it's, so sad.
3: it's just shocking, mm-hmm. isn't it? It, 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 it? It's mind-boggling that the industry have been, has been able to get by with this heart cell and has convinced the doctors, the patients, you know, everybody, the media, that statins are great. I mean, it's just, it's so unbelievable
4: to me. I know, uh, even around here, and to me, this is even, even crazy, and it's about statins, but it's about some of the other drugs as well. If you go into the hospital here with chest pain, okay, if, it doesn't matter what it ends up being. It can end up being anxiety. But their protocol, and I, I know a lot of the hospitals around here, is they put you on a beta blocker, a statin drug, and usually a blood thinner. Right. Wow. doesn't even right, matter right if it right ended now. up being anxiety. You know, you could have right. had chest pain due to anxiety and everything else be clear, but they're going to put you on those drugs when you because
2: leave. Because you, you entered the hospital with coronary with type symptoms. Yep. Right.
3: Right. It's just a knee-jerk reaction, isn't it? It
2: and is. And I understand
3: yeah. that the doctors often get um, compensated if they can get more patients on statins. They somehow get rewarded for that. And if they have fewer patients on statins, they get penalized.
2: Uh, I yeah, heard that. And I what yeah, a lot of times, uh, Doc. What the public doesn't realize is every prescription that is written, simply because of our uh, ability now to track everything, <laughs> every prescription that is written by your physician is tracked, and they know exactly how many right. prescriptions they're writing for these various drugs. And if you're, you know, if you've got a doc that's not writing enough of these things, and, you know, they're they they're coming in and asking questions like, "Okay, are you not properly treating these people with with heart right. disease?" Right. that's asinine, but that's the way it works.
3: Yeah, and then doctors can even be afraid that their patient might no. sue them because they didn't prescribe a statin, right? Well, and they standards have a heart attack. of care, I mean,
2: right.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> nowadays if you don't follow standards of care, you can get sued. Yeah.
2: Okay, exactly. we're up-
3: So all they have to do is define standards of care to be right. um, that you right. have to take these statin drugs, and then uh, you're good to go, right? The industry
2: Good to go. Is just, uh, uh, all right, we're, we're coming bank. up on a break, doc, so we'll have to take a little break here, and we'll be right back with more on statin drugs. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.
6: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health &
5: Wellness. There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure that kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy and it's more than just words it's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice for your health choose doctor's nutrition call toll free at 800-824-0194 online at doctorsnutrition.com
0: there is a fact that we must all face And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at DoctorsNutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll free at 800-824-0194. That's
6: 800-824-0194 your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome back, folks. Tonight, we're talking about statins,
2: and I think if you've listened to the first segment, you'll realize that all three of us that are on the air tonight are very passionate about this. And uh, Dr. Seneff is with us. And uh, so, Doc, we were talked about just before the break there, and we were talking about some of the problems, and we kind of got off into some some of the finer details, if you will. But let's continue right down that path.
3: Right. So I talked about how the muscles get destroyed.
2: Exactly. and um,
3: And part of the problem is that um, statins disrupt this mevalonate pathway at its root. So it's mm-hmm. like chopping off the tree at the bottom, and you, you miss all the branches. And the branches go to all kinds of interesting other products. Because cholesterol itself is very important, and it's a precursor to a lot of important things like vitamin D and estrogen mm-hmm. and testosterone. Cortisol, all the, the stress hormone, all these important molecules, uh, biologically active molecules, come from cholesterol. But on top of that, there's other branches of the mevalonate tree that are also really, really important for the cell's well-being. And one of those leads to something called geranylgeranyl pyrophosphate, which is involved in escorting certain signaling molecules to the membrane. And so part right. of the issue with the uh, with the muscles dying in this kind of Necrotic mess, you know, really rather than, as I said, this sort of apoptosis, which is a programmed cell death. In order to execute the apoptosis, they need to be able to transport this uh, enzyme, this molecule called FAST, to the membrane. In order to do that, they need this adrenal, adrenal pyrophosphate. So that doesn't get produced because of the statin drug. And so therefore, the cell cannot signal distress. So the cell is dying. It's like in really big trouble because it doesn't have enough cholesterol. And it's trying to die, but it it tries to send out a signal, but it can't send the signal because the part that sends the signal is also broken. And if it were were able to send the signal, it would usher in a macrophage, which would come in, and a T-cell, for example, it would come in and then orchestrate the cell death, help it to close shop in such a way as to not harm the surrounding tissues. That whole process gets derailed because of the statin drug. So it's much worse than just causing the cell to die. It's causing the cell to die in a really bad way. Uh, which causes all kinds of um, other collateral damage.
2: Um, it certainly does, yeah. yeah. Know, and, and now, one thing that-
3: really interesting is a brand-new article that I, uh, has just come out um, last month, I think. Uh, it may not even be released in final form yet, uh, which is fascinating because it, and it's a whole new piece of the statin puzzle that I had not realized. Really a beautiful piece of work, which showed that Statins suppress the ability of mesenchymal stem cells to turn into all the cells that they can turn into. So, mesenchymal, you know, stem cells, of course, are really, really important. You hear a lot about stem cells. You hear about, you know, um, embryos like fetuses and all this issue about fetal tissue because it's so valuable because it has the stem cells. But your body has mesenchymal stem cells, stem cells which are able to turn into lots of different cell types.
2: Right. And they will I think decide which
3: cell type. Yeah, yeah go you ahead. talking
2: about that uh, American Journal of Physiology and Cell Physiology?
3: You are right. You know the yes. article. Excellent. Oh yes, a, as
2: a matter of fact, we do. The first author do. has
3: a complicated name that I can't remember, but uh, great article, um, really fascinating, and it and it shows that um, that statins prevent these stem cells from turning into macrophages, and that mm-hmm. is absolutely huge because
1: it really is. That
3: also, yeah, it also explains why they cause the plaque to shrink because the plaque, the cardiovascular plaque that builds up in the arteries of the heart, depends on macrophages. Macrophages infiltrate into the artery wall and turn into foam cells. This right. is the whole process of uh, heart disease where they turn into these foam cells where they're storing lots of cholesterol and fat, storing it locally mm-hmm. in the artery supplying the heart. And so, so statin drugs prevent them from doing that because it prevents those macrophages from being formed. But that's huge because macrophages have a lot of important roles in the body, one of which is to protect from uh, I- infection.
2: Right. So you can imagine right.
3: that if you can't produce macrophages, you're going to have an issue with being susceptible to infection.
2: Well, that's how it touches and, and the you immune certainly system. that that. with mm-hmm. that.
3: Yeah, you see increased risk, you know, there's uh, increased risk to tuberculosis or sepsis, mm-hmm. you know, uh, infection through the skin. I mean, all these things, strep, strep aureus, uh, MRSA, you know, all these mm-hmm. things become more... You become more susceptible to these things because you can't make macrophages. Really, exactly. really important. Worse than that, these stem cells can also turn into other kinds of really important cells, like bone cells and exactly. um, connective tissue cells. And so they're able to renew tissues when they, when they break. You know, So as you age, cells die, new cells come in. Mm-hmm. But that critically depends upon these stem cells able to be able to turn themselves into these new mm-hmm. cells. So you're going to get, you know, bone issues and connective tissue issues, all these, which I call sort of, you know, um, growing feeble, right? You sort of get um, people on statin drugs become physically frail, and they really I see do. so many people now. I, I mean, I go to the airport, I get so depressed. I see all the wheelchairs lined up waiting for the flight to arrive. Have you <laughs> noticed that? It's like they're multiplying like flies, the wheelchairs at the airport. I feel like there's just more and more crippled people trying to fly, which reflects in the entire society. We've got so many people that are almost too frail to walk, you know? It's true. People in walkers, and and you can even see people just walking down the street, but you can tell they're agonizing as they're walking. They're in pain as they're walking. You know, Mm -hmm. these people are so physically frail, and muscles are just not working. You know, their head is kind of uh, pushed forward, like they're kind of awkwardly positioning their head on top of their backbone. I mean, it's just like the whole body just looks like it's, it's uh, in trouble. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel strong, you know?
1: It you is
2: in trouble.
3: Yeah, walking,
4: and, and as think you think see, the, the amount of diabetes that it's increasing, and you rarely right. see a diabetic that's not on a statin drug.
3: I know, and of course, statins are, are, are increase the risk of diabetes, no question exactly. about that. They now have that required on the label, both the diabetes and the uh, mental decline, uh, cognition problems, memory problems, you know, which is, of course... Makes sense because the brain has a huge amount of cholesterol, and yeah, the
2: cholesterol I think is that's essential for being the, able to
3: communicate the signals.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the scariest uh, aspects, really. Of I know, and, you know and, and we see the the huge increase uh, clinically of the dementias, and including that into Alzheimer's.
3: I know, I know. It's so terrifying, isn't it?
2: It's And truly now, is. I, now I
3: get lots of email now, sort of scam, you know, uh, email junk email. About how you can help, uh, various ways you might protect yourself from Alzheimer's. It's just clear that people are aware. Everyone's worried about Alzheimer's, which they should be, they
4: because should.
0: we
3: have a total yeah. epidemic, and it's so scary. I mean, that's one thing that frightens me almost more than anything: the idea of losing your brain.
2: Exactly. My brain is
3: so important to me, you know.
2: Yeah, you know, and you know, nowadays with like say so many people on statins, and and I would almost Janine and I both get this same question every day. They'll come in and, and they'll ask us what do you have for my memory? And one yeah, of the first questions, right. we'll, what you have you know, is get
3: you off that statin drug. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because yeah. that's one of the first things we ask, are you on a statin drug? And, you know, yeah. naturally they're going to say, well, sure. Uh, my cholesterol yeah. was 205. I have to get it down. <laughs> you know, i yeah. like, okay. And so it's, it's really amazing. And of course, then you start talking to them about the, you know, the statin drugs and how it affects the, the brain and and you know how it increases the risk for diabetes. And actually, I tell them, you know, at today we actually call Alzheimer's diabetes of the brain.
3: Right, right. I, I wrote a paper about that. You know, one of, Yeah. I think my first paper was uh-huh. on um, was on the calling sort of uh, linking um, Alzheimer's to type what we call type three diabetes, which type I think right. coined that mm-hmm. term, type three diabetes.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, of course, it's since
3: since statins cause type diabetes. You might imagine they would also cause diabetes of the brain. You know, it's exactly. easy to
2: imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like I think we're all on the same. All three of us here tonight are. We on totally the same are
3: aligned. Page. That's wonderful. Aligned, actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we we understand it. We see it clinically every day. You write about it every day. Uh, it's it's just amazing to us uh, the amount of uh, problems that we see attributed to this one particular set of drugs.
3: What shocks me is how long they've been able to sustain this ride oh, with yeah. this uh, complete um, false information, you know? And they've been able right. to convince everybody, oh, my God. And people are so worried. I hear all the time, oh, well, my doctor says I have to take a statin, so of course I do. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to listen to your doctor. I mean, I'm sorry, but if a doctor <laughs> doesn't true. have good advice, you know, <laughs> don't true. listen to him. <laughs>
1: we advocate
4: every day. I tell people, I said, it's your own health. It's your decision, right. and you have to make your own health decisions. You can't let somebody do them for you.
3: Right, and, I and think I said, people need to do yeah. the research themselves because the doctors are not doing the research. I mean, so many of the doctors are so busy, you know, and they're just believing the pharmaceutical industry, which is very foolish, but that's what they're right. doing, it seems to me. Yeah. Unlike nope. some doctors I know, such as you two. But <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> we, do a, we, we research a lot, and we do read a lot, and a little bit different. Um, but it, it definitely, it's amazing, though, if, if somebody's heard something long enough that they believe it.
2: Then it's got to right. be
3: true. Right. And, and they hear it from all directions, too. The exactly. industry has done a really good job of controlling the information that gets out. And if someone dares to speak up on statins, they get, the media gets clobbered. You know, there was a segment in uh, Australia, I think, um, uh, saying statins were bad. And then they, they got totally nailed. And they had to remove it from the web and stuff like that, you know.
2: Hmm. I don't doubt it. I mean, it, it. You know, when you're talking about that much money at stake, um, right. pharmaceuticals have a lot of, they I mean, have a it's, lot of it's money. It's
4: billions because billions. when you start looking at the top drugs that is sold, right. it's mostly
3: statins. I and, think was number one. It may still be number one, but for a while it was number one drug sold in the world.
4: Yeah.
2: Right, right.
4: And there's, a, there's four or five of them that make probably the top ten.
3: Yeah, right. it's just really um, amazing to me. Uh, uh, it really is a feeling of disbelief, you know, how we ever got ourselves to this place. Well, society? I think
2: how we allowed ourselves to get to this place is right. the, is a thing. And, of course, we understand, you know, we understand disinformation. I mean, if you watch the news every night, you're going to see disinformation. But, we, you know, the medical profession has allowed itself. And I, I, I tell people every once in a while, you know, you really need to go back and, and, and read about a guy named Abraham Flexner. You know, uh-huh. he was a... I don't know whether you've ever read about Flexner, but he was the one that turned medicine around in 1910 when he published his thesis on scientific medicine, he said. And Uh since then, medicine has just went down that uh, proverbial path, if you will.
3: So you think he's the father of this modern medicine that's so catastrophic?
2: He is. He is. He really is. All right, we're coming up on another break, so uh, we're going to have to take a little break here, and uh, we'll be right back and more on the statins.
6: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face.
0: And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them, not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at DoctorsNutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194.
5: There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy and it's more than just words it's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice for your health choose doctor's nutrition call toll free at 800-824-0194 online at doctorsnutrition.com your life
6: your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Tonight, uh, we're joined with Dr. Stephanie Senna from MIT, and we're talking about statins. So if you happen to be taking one of these drugs, listen carefully. Mm -hmm. Ah, Okay, Doc, let's continue down this road of why we shouldn't be doing the statin drugs.
3: Yeah, maybe I should say a little bit about fructose, because fructose is very, very interesting. Um, I've been studying it, and one thing I will say is that fructose is handled very differently in the body. From glucose. Right. Uh, and, and partly because it's a really, really strong glycating agent. It's 10 times as bad as glucose.
2: 10 times. Sort of,
3: you know, just dist- like hemoglobin A1C kind of thing. When you're measuring for diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, fructose is 10 times as bad in in gumming up the proteins with sugar. Mm-hmm. And so for the liver, it, it understands that it needs to get all the fructose out of the blood as it comes down from the gut to the liver. You know, it comes into that hepatic portal vein. And the liver has to grab it all out uh, and metabolize it and uh, convert it into fat. And um, and so then the liver, of course, in doing that, is going to end up with a lot of extra fat, which it can either ship out as bile acids uh, along with cholesterol, or it can store it locally and produce fatty liver disease, or right. it can ship it out as LDL particles, which will give you your high serum cholesterol, right? High LDL. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right.
3: Right. And... Um, I suspect that fructose actually is supposed to be metabolized by the gut microbes, but because of glyphosate, which is the uh, toxic chemical in Roundup. Mm -hmm. Roundup is the the herbicide that's used to control the weeds in the Mm -hmm. Roundup-ready crops. So high fructose corn syrup comes from corn, and that is Mm -hmm. GMO Roundup-ready corn, which is therefore likely contaminated with glyphosate. And glyphosate messes up the gut microbes' ability to metabolize fructose. This is something that I'm studying right now. Yeah. So ordinarily, the fructose would have been would have disappeared in the gut because the microbes would have handled it, but because of the glyphosate, that doesn't happen. And so then the fructose piles up in the liver, and that's how you end up with fatty liver disease.
2: That's true, yeah. and that's one of the fastest. That, the
3: glyphosate actually also yeah. disrupts the liver's ability to make the bile acids. So it forces a liver into either storing it as fatty liver disease or shipping it out as LDL. And I think that's the major reason why we have increased in LDL over time over the last 15 years in step with increased use of glyphosate on these corn crops. So this all makes sense to me. But now once you add a statin drug on top of all of that, you really make things bad because... The liver depends upon cholesterol, regardless of whether it's going to store that fat that is produced from the fructose, whether it's going to store it locally as a fatty liver disease, or whether it's going to ship it out as an LDL particle. Either way, it has to have cholesterol in order to be able to safely manage that fat. Fat and cholesterol have to be present in proportional amounts to uh, prevent toxicity of either the fat or the cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So the liver has to make cholesterol in order to be able to store the fat or in order to be able to produce the LDL particles, but the liver can't make the cholesterol if it's also exposed to a statin drug. So exactly. you get into a really bad situation where the liver simply says, you know what, I know there's a lot of fructose coming at me down that hepatic portal vein. I know I should be taking it up, but I'm not going to, because if I do, I'm going to kill myself. You're going to kill the liver. You're going to have you know liver cancer, liver failure. I'm going to let it go. And the liver lets the fructose go into the main circulation, which is a real no-no, And this forces the muscle cells to have to take up that fructose and metabolize it. So the muscle cells are being exposed to this really high glycating agent called fructose and they're furiously converting it into lactate using anaerobic processing. And so it's actually the anaerobic muscle cells that are most susceptible to statin damage. And I think Mm -hmm. that's because they have a double hit. They're basically processing that fructose, turning it into lactose and lactate and they're suffering from a lack of cholesterol because the The statin drugs have prevented all the cells from getting adequate cholesterol. So in the absence of cholesterol, they really can't do um, their aerobic metabolism nearly as well as they would have before. It messes up their mitochondria. So they're stuck with all this fructose, turning it into lactate, and getting killed. And I think that's part of the, uh, the increased risk to muscle damage associated with statins, and particularly people who exercise. People who right. are physically fit, people who are athletes, they have greatly increased risk to muscle damage due to statins, and especially women so athletic women are the most vulnerable population to statin damage of the mm-hmm.
2: muscles yeah you know you you 're probably familiar with bob lustig 's work on the uh, uh, Dr. Lustig, guy at the University of California at San Francisco.
3: I know, he's, yes, Lustig. Yeah. he's the one who first got me into, into, interested in fructose because he really yes. talks about it and how it just turns it produces this non alcoholic fatty liver disease.
2: Exactly. Which will which go is, to cirrhosis
3: and then it'll go on yeah. to uh, uh, liver uh, failure and liver liver cancer. I mean, it's oh, yeah. really bad. Yeah. And we have an epidemic too. I heard twenty five percent of the population yeah. of the U.S. have uh, fatty liver disease. I was really shocked with that number. I, At I least it's, it's higher probably than that. H- it was higher in our
4: area because of where we are. Possibly. Wow. I do I mean, say I'm because shocked
3: by that. People
4: here, the way, I mean, of course in the South, probably eating is not as good, and a lot of packaged processed foods are even worse. And, right. you know, you can't even hardly find organic food around here. So, most everything everybody's getting is genetically
2: modified. Yeah, uh, one of the I, I call it the required reading for Doctor's Nutrition, is yeah, Lustig's book, Fat Chance.
3: Right, you know, right. I tell
2: people, I say, you know, you really have to read the man's book, or at least go right. to YouTube and watch his, his one of his videos, uh, because right. you, you'll understand more about what you're doing wrong um, like say with the fructose, and and then you got into yeah, the metabolism. And, and actually,
3: he didn't appreciate this issue with the glyphosate, which is really fascinating. as I see it, and I've been really, really studying, you know, biochemistry because uh, glyphosate disrupts um, the shikimate pathway. And the right. first mm-hmm. the first step in the shikimate pathway, which is this phosphoenolpyruvate pyruvate, going into the pathway and eventually producing these aromatic amino acids. But PEP is actually produced from fructose. That's the phosphoenol pyruvate. Mm. So when the shikimate pathway is blocked. The PEP builds up. And when the PEP builds up, it forces the fructose down this pathway that ends up with all this nasty glycating agents like methylglyoxal. It's really, oh, really interesting.
2: that's a bad one.
3: And then the, uh, so basically the gut microbes are in trouble. They can't metabolize the fructose into aromatic amino acids because right. of the glyphosate. And therefore the fructose gets redirected into this really toxic pathway that produces all this glycation damage. It's really nasty.
2: It really is. It really is. And on
3: top of that, you prevent the liver from being able to metabolize fructose because you're taking a statin drug, and you're just like, you've got one foot in the grave at that point, you know.
2: You sure have, that's for sure. That is (laughs) for sure. You know, one of the things, uh, too, that we're seeing now, and Janine and I see this every day, like say, the the fatty liver disease. uh, Yeah. And, you know, explain to people, you know, because what's really fascinating is they've been to their regular other physician, and they'll come in, and their ALT, which is one of the liver enzymes uh, right. specific to the liver. And when that uh, alanine transaminase is, is elevated, and I always tell them, if it goes above 30 in a man and 20 in a female, you're in trouble. You're starting yeah. to develop a fatty liver. Oh, well, they told right. me it wasn't a big deal. It's a big deal.
3: And they're it probably really because is. it's so common, they just say, well, everybody has that, so don't yeah. worry about it, right? You oh, yeah. know, It's like... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
4: Right, they they definitely always say, I mean, if, because everybody else has it, and the, diabetes is getting where they think it's no big deal I know, at all. it's
3: like, oh yeah, you've got diabetes, everybody has diabetes, don't worry. Diabetes is like common. saying you have a headache. Like I mean, yeah. it's yeah. common, and therefore <laughs> you okay. don't have to worry. <laughs> it's yeah. really crazy. And they, th- really they crazy. think
4: we're crazy when we tell them they've got to change their diet.
3: Yeah. And speaking
4: of diet, you know, we talk about how crazy when people hear something long enough, they believe it, the low-fat yeah. diet.
3: Right, right. That has been just, I mean,
4: it is hard to change people's thinking on that.
3: It certainly is, yes. And that's been fascinating for me, too, because I'm suspecting that the low-fat diet craze may be connected to the glyphosate in the sense that glyphosate Mm -hmm. disrupts the liver's ability to produce bile acids. And Mm -hmm. bile acids are needed to to metabolize fats. So it's possible that people can get themselves into a mode once they get on a low-fat diet And then the liver kind of can be relieved of its responsibility of producing bile acids. So the liver doesn't produce bile acids, which is great because the glyphosate is preventing it from doing it anyway. And you can't metabolize fat, so you don't want to eat them. And, of course, your microbes are going to adjust, too, because you're eating all these foods that are going to promote those microbes that are happy not to have fats. These are microbes that can actually convert the sugar into fat. You know, they produce these short-chain fatty acids. So you produce a whole system that kind of works in some sense, um, but the problem is that you're going to end up with severe cholesterol deficiency over time and fat deficiency, which mm-hmm. is going to cause all kinds of troubles like you know depression and um, autism and things like that You know, and Alzheimer's because of your deficiency in fats and cholesterol because you've put the entire burden on your body to produce these things for you because you're not getting them in your diet.
2: That's true. You know, I, I think one of the things that I stress to people every day, and, and they, they sort of look at you with a candid eye. They're not real sure about you. <laughs> but I tell them, you know, we need more good fats in our diet. And, you know, they've been told low fat, no fat for so long that right. any fat just scares the bejesus out of them. Oh, my God, I it's can't do so fat. That's
3: interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it, it, it's, it, you know, and you start and explaining even, to them. W- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just telling you, Yeah, well, even
3: witch fats. Yeah, witch fats, you know, which is really, really confused, too, because they're telling us saturated fats are bad. They're telling us trans fats are bad. And what they're trying to do is to get everybody on board with the idea that the GMO Roundup Ready, canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, and corn oil are good fats, you know. Those are the ones we we should be eating, and those are probably the worst fats. The worst. Worst fats.
2: And and people are channeled
3: towards those because they're told everything else is bad, you know?
2: Right. It's a whole
3: mechanism, a marketing uh, gimmick to get people to buy these fats because they're making a lot of profit off of them, and they're hideous. They've got the glyphosate, they've got the hexane because they use this chemical hexane to separate out the fats from the proteins. In the processing, hexane is really toxic.
2: Very toxic. And
3: the U.S. doesn't even have any regulatory limit on hexane.
2: I know. Scary. Other countries, European countries, do have uh, limitations right. on the. Right, even hexane.
3: China has a, has a limit. Even you know?
2: China, for God's sake, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean,
3: I mean we're, <laughs> China's the new uh, uh, goal <laughs> to strive for. You know, if we can just be as good as China, which is pretty pathetic when you think about really <laughs> it,
2: it. it truly is. It truly is. To yeah. me, mean,
3: the, mean the
4: lower the fat someone's diet is, the more the packaged processed foods they eat, because they tend to eat cereal and... They think it's cereal right. is for some reason great for your heart.
3: Yes, I know. That's they think more... cereal with skim milk, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay, so guys, we're
2: we're having fun, but we're coming up on another break here. <laughs> Doc, hold that thought. We'll be right back.
3: Okay.
6: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure that kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy and it's more than just words it's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice for your health choose doctor's nutrition call toll free at 800-824-0194 online at doctorsnutrition.com
0: there is a fact that we must all face And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at DoctorsNutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's
6: 800-824-0194 your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition dot com. Now back to live healthy, be healthy. And hey,
2: welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we've had some pretty good things about uh, the the statin drugs when uh, in our interview with Doctor Senef. But you know, I think we've kind of held off to the last year. Let's talk about the juicy stuff, Doctor Senef. How mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. sex hormones?
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's pretty clear that statins will disrupt your. Um libido it'll it's known i mean the evidence has shown up in that i've studied the um the the side effect reports from people on the web and uh yes uh it's very clear and it's not surprising because uh testosterone is a product of cholesterol correct cholesterol is suppressed by statins so it makes sense that you wouldn't have enough testosterone if you're knocking out your cholesterol and that's going to cause a low libido and um and worse than that, I actually think statins are linked to prostate cancer. Um, I don't doubt it. I, I would suspect. And I don't think I have, um, you know, papers to support that, but I suspect it just because uh, actually I, I, had a, I, I read a fascinating uh, article written by a Harvard professor who was a urologist. It was really fascinating. It was about prostate cancer and its linked to testosterone. Um, it was a, it was written like a detective story. It was so interesting, and he he finally concluded that low testosterone uh, is a risk factor for prostate cancer, mm-hmm. which was uh, kind of a surprise, I think, and, and that he finally realized that was the case in his study of all these different patients. And um, statin drugs have been shown to lower your pros- your, your um, yeah testosterone definitely. Levels. Now another now, thing that
4: statin lens. drugs have. Have been shown to do, and it was actually a a study, you know, three or four months ago that came out in Japan that it actually depletes selenium. And there's a lot of research on selenium being Uh, very important for the prostate and
3: seleno proteins. Those the that are derived from the um, so selenium replacing sulfur in the sulfur containing amino acids to produce these um, selenium versions of methionine and um, and Cysteine, you know, those things are really, really important actually for protecting the thyroid gland from mm-hmm. um, damage. And I think thyroid issues, I actually remember reading in the uh, drug side effects that people who had issues with hypothyroidism often had um, more extreme side effects from statin drugs. That there seemed to be a link between hypothyroidism and statin drugs, which can be perhaps explained by the uh, selenium depletion. Uh, hurting the thyroid and causing additional harm to the thyroid. Yeah, because you have
4: to have the selenium to convert the T4 into T3. So, it's one That's of the right. things that yeah. you know we deal a lot with thyroid problems and a lot. so. But the, that 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 study from Japan was really good on how it went into detail on selenium and it also about uh-huh. the depletion of K2 and depletion of coq10.
3: Right. right. CoQ10 we haven't mentioned yet, and we should always mention Mm CoQ10 with with respect to statins because that's another one of those products of the shikimate, of the, um, I'm into glyphosate, (laughs) not the pathway, but the um, methalonate pathway.
2: Methalonate pathway, uh, right.
3: And CoQ10 is essential. Uh, Really low CoQ10, of course, I'm sure you've talked about this before, is linked to heart failure. Mm -hmm. And CoQ10 is so important for the functioning of the mitochondria, which might also explain why the... um, anaerobic um, muscle fibers are especially stressed because the aerobic ones are not able to work at all, and they may just not be the ones that are taking up the fructose, you know, um, because they, they don't have the capacity in the mitochondria to process uh, energy to turn sugar into energy because of the lack of the CoQ10. So they kind of get suppressed, and then the anaerobic uh, fibers have to take an additional load. If you're trying mm-hmm. to work out and you've got statins, you've got all this mess, the anaerobic fibers get overworked, you know, and then they end up killing themselves. Right. Then you get, of course, you get debris and, you know, you get, and you get rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis is kidney failure. uh, Mm It can lead to kidney failure due to the debris of the myoglobin, the, the debris of myoglobin being released into the blood because the muscle cells are dying, you know, in this unprogrammed death, spilling out into the blood, causing the accumulation of myoglobin in the kidneys. Which can kill the kidneys and cause death. Rhabdomyolysis is very scary, and that's definitely is. statin drug drugs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, another thing about statin drugs, and, and, and Janine just kind of touched on it there, and that was the K two aspect because it, it actually, you know, the, they actually interfere with that K two metabolism, and mm-hmm. you know, without the proper amount of K two, you know, we have a real issue uh, with uh, the building up of calcium in the wrong places, like arteries.
3: You're right. You're right. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know there are papers that show that crack statins increase the amount of calcium mm-hmm. uptake into the artery wall in the exactly. plaque areas. So they mm-hmm. turn it into this calcium calcified plaque. And it's actually, and then I have found other papers that show the calcification of the plaque is a very good predictor of heart disease. So in other words, high calcification is linked to increased risk to heart disease and statins induce high cal- calcification of the plaque.
2: Exactly. So that's
3: another, I decrease another in the K2 way in which statins would increase yeah. Yeah, your heart disease risk.
2: Now, if you, if you take Good a point. person that's on, yeah, go ahead and take a, take a person now that's on statin drugs, throw in a little Coumadin, ooh, we've got a recipe for disaster.
3: I know.
2: And, really, And yeah. you see
4: lots of those. One of the I things, know. You get know, get a lot of people come in are on list of medications. List. And I, they're Baltimore. they're not healthier. I'm like, okay, the more you take, are you getting healthier?
3: <laughs> I know, I know. I think it's incredible the number of med- medications people are taking, and uh, certainly Coumadin is right up there. Right, they're handing that out like candy to the elderly. Mm-hmm. It seems like.
2: Yes, and that's one of the scariest drugs I think there is, other than statins. I mean, you know, in, in the damage that it can do to the body. I mean, it's right up right. there with the statin problems, right?
3: I think so too. Yeah, I haven't studied that as much, but I I may get interested in it eventually and tackle that because I think Coumadin is very. I certainly would not want to be taking Coumadin.
2: Oh, I I would refuse it at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. There's other drugs that, if you have to have a blood thinner, there's many other things you can do to do that. Uh, You know, there's some of the natural compounds like urinato kinase, the bromelain. Some of the other proteolytic enzymes much, much, much better. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. And you so know, we, we talk a lot.
3: Elderly. Of,
2: yeah, uh, we talk a lot about the, you know, cholesterol and, and how to how to change cholesterol. And you can change cholesterol, Doc, without having to do the statins. I mean, you can do things like niacin, for goodness sakes. How right. it changes the uh, you know the metabolism. I of the think the niacin
3: help. actually probably helps you to make cholesterol sulfate, and I know I must right. have talked about cholesterol sulfate last time we were on, but to me that's we, really an important molecule. Right. And I think
4: we do want to mention real quick about how how else to increase cholesterol cholesterol sulfate, which is sunlight.
3: Sunlight, absolutely. I think people yes. would do nothing healthier for themselves and get out there in that sun and ba- bask in it. You know, really soak up the sun. That's the best way to improve your health.
4: right? I think, sure he, I think there are so many chemicals that are probably made by sunlight that we don't even know about yet. Um, I
3: know. I mean, it really is interesting to me that we've zeroed in on this concept of vitamin D. I mean, I, I will say sunlight is so important. Sunlight exposure to skin is so important for your health. And people say, oh, yeah, I know, vitamin D. And I say, no, well, not vitamin D, sunlight exposure, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I tell them. The I mean, it helps depression.
4: It increases serotonin when you're out in the sun. I mean, there's so many things it does, yeah. and there's a lot of things we don't even and know it
3: melanin does. even, you know, producing the melanin, uh exactly. the tanning agent. Um, but, again, a
4: scare tactics molecule. of kin- skin cancers. They've scared everybody.
2: Yeah, the dermatologist, yeah, everybody scared. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And, of course, part of the issue is that glyphosate really wrecks, is a train wreck for Ooh. those uh, molecules that are so important. They play such an important role in, in the skin. All these, you know, tryptophan and tyrosine. Tyrosine becomes melanin, and tryptophan actually responds to UV light and converts it into blue light, which is useful for making sulfate. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens with these molecules. That are products of that shikimate pathway that glyphosate disrupts. So I think part of the helps. issue is that um, the glyphosate is making the sun unhealthy because our body no longer has those um, nutrients that it needs to be able to properly utilize the sun and turn it into useful work and useful right. energy.
2: Yeah, I think it's just you know I think if anybody's got anything out of this you know, little talk that we've had tonight, it's that you know, there's so much more to it than just taking a drug to lower your cholesterol. Absolutely. That's, that's not the answer, you know. Well, unfortunately, right. we're coming up to the end of the show. Uh, our producer uh, tells me that we've only got about a minute left. And, you know, Doc, I just like, Janine and I would just love yeah, thank to thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us. You know, every time you've been on with us before, every time it, it's just a, a, a truly enlightening um, time. So w- we've just thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, someday in the future, I'd I'd love to have you back if uh, we come up with some new topics and things to talk about. So I'd
3: be happy to do it again. It's oh, lovely,
2: love it, I'm yeah, love it, love. Guys. All right, well, folks, uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, our guest, Dr. Stephanie Senna from MIT tonight. Uh, we've we've thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, look forward to bringing you some more good news next week. We're going to be uh, our show is going to be about uh, how to age gracefully and a little bit healthier too. Join us next week for Live Healthy, Be Healthy.
1: Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.